Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer from Vancouver, Canada, with over two decades' experience serving individuals from all walks of life. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world in the field of art, music, activism, health, education, spirituality, and more to talk about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey there, this is Surya and welcome to A Voice for Love. This is a special episode just with myself. I'm going to be reflecting a bit on the year that is just passing 2020 and what it means as we move together into 2021. So this year, 2020 has been something else. I know that many of us have experienced a lot of change, a lot of loss. We have watched all kinds of extraordinary things happen on the world front from natural disasters to the situation with COVID-19 to um, so much happening in the United States and around the world. And so many of us have lost our sources of income. We're not having events. We're not doing so many of the things that we're used to doing. Where I live in Vancouver, Canada right now, we're in another sort of semi-lockdown. And it's been like this for us for over a month at least, maybe more. And what that means is that we are not even supposed to be in other people's homes. We are not supposed to be with any of the people other than whoever is in our bubble and our immediate home life and the people that we work with. So this has been a very interesting holiday season, both with Christmas and New Year's And it doesn't even feel like New Year's Eve right now at all. Usually there's, you know, parties and celebrations and people gathering and that just hasn't been allowed this year. And it's very interesting because, you know, from my perspective, I'm not sure how necessary or useful or even effective these sort of lockdowns are because I believe that there are so many other ways to keep ourselves healthy and to protect ourselves from all of the various threats that we have to our health. And yet, you know, people have been put into such a state of, you know, fear and anxiety, and people are really going through a lot right now. So I don't feel in this moment that it's my place to challenge any of this. I've been complying, not because I am a sheeple or not because I'm being controlled, but it's sort of a respectful type of thing. The way I look at it is, you know, I'm very fortunate to be self-employed. I'm 
very, you know, and again, that's a lifestyle choice, I suppose, because there's ups and downs to being self-employed as any entrepreneur knows. And what that means is that I only have to wear a mask when I go into a store or into a public place where they are required. I have had to wear some a few times for some work contracts and that was fine. And even though I'm not totally sure that wearing masks is totally effective or useful, I've gone along with it. And that's because I'm not going to make a fuss about that when there are so many people who are having to wear masks and take precautions for 10 to 12 hours a day every day because of their work. So I haven't felt that it's my place to make a big deal about it. And, you know, the COVID situation is very interesting. And there's been a lot of everything that's come as a result of it. There's been a lot of loss for some people. There's been a lot of gain for some other people, you know, namely the very rich billionaires who have made, I believe, $1.7 trillion combined between, you know, seven or eight of these people. So when you sort of look at these numbers, it's like, where are our priorities or where are these people's priorities? These people who have billions of dollars and who are increasing their wealth at this time by billions while there's other people who are struggling. You know, they've been evicted from their homes. People didn't have the means to buy their children Christmas presents this year. I mean, the food bank lineups are around the corner, not so much in Canada. The government's given us you know, the government has taken pretty good care of us, I have to say. And yet we can see this massive inequality happening. And I mean, it's unfathomable to me how somebody could hoard billions of dollars for themselves and not want to help people. And yeah, you can say some of these people help people, but they sort of help people within, um, systems and they help people in ways that also benefit them. So, you know, they might donate to charity, but they have their own charities that may or may not actually be, you know, directly helping people. And or, you know, they donate to other organizations or they put, you know, money back into their own causes, which sort of puts money back into their pocket already. So, this is a very unfortunate manifestation of this earth plane because there's enough for everyone here. There is more than enough for everyone. <laughs> no child should need to be hungry in this world. We have more than enough resources, more than enough money, more than enough abundance and prosperity to take care of everyone on this planet. So where's the disconnect? Why do we have all this poverty? Why do we have all this suffering that could be prevented? You know, some suffering can't necessarily be prevented. And and of course, part of this template of coming to earth and living on the earth plane and having an experience of a, as a human being is that we came here to learn lessons. The way that I look at it is sort of like earth is like a school. And we come here to learn certain qualities and to grow 
on a soul level. And from what I understand, earth is one of the most sought after high demand places for souls to come to because the contrast that exists here allows much growth on a soul level. So the contrast is the the pain and the suffering and the contrast is anything that makes us feel other than good. And we can see that the world is filled with this contrast. There is a lot of inequalities that exist between different groups of people. There are certain groups of people who have an easier time than other groups of people. There are certain areas of the world where people are very wealthy and there are other places on the earth where people have nothing. And there's everything in between that as well. And so from a soul's perspective, you know, we come from oneness. We come from that all, all love place, that all encompassing place of divinity where we are one with everything and we are one with the divine. And from that place, there is an awareness or perhaps a thought of wanting to be individual or wanting to have growth or wanting to experience something other than that. And that is what sends the soul off on a journey that can continue and, and does continue infinitely. Even the religions and traditions who speak about heaven being sort of like a forever eternal place, you know, the way I see it is that it just goes on and on and on and we can experience heaven on earth while we're here. And when we leave this place, we may not necessarily go to a forever place. There will probably more be more growth followed by this. There will probably be more expansion. And it is all of these human myths and legends and stories that have come from all cultures. If you look at all cultures that exist, every culture has some concept of the divine and has different myths and legends and stories about what it means to be a human and what God is and how God is represented. And all of these cultures are completely different. You know, we've if you look at history, you will see that many cultures believe that God was in nature. Other cultures might believe that God is a man who sort of lives in the sky. Other cultures or groups of people might believe in the divine as being a goddess figure or a feminine figure. And yet there are other groups that look at the divine as being, you know, Mother Earth herself. So for me, when I think about all these things, it makes it really difficult for me to connect with only one path or say that there is only one way to know God. I believe there's infinite ways to know God and life itself is, a, is an example of that, that we see. I remember being in India at a temple in Dharamsala, which is where the Dalai Lama lives. It's actually the temple across from the Dalai Lama's residence. And I was sitting there and I looked up and there was a Buddhist monk standing next to a Sikh man. And I thought, you know, one of these people believes that the way to find God is to 
shave his head and to wear robes and to practice a certain, you know, lifestyle and abstain from certain things in order to know the divine or to reach self-realization or enlightenment. And the other man believes that growing his hair long and not cutting it and wrapping it up in a turban and growing a long beard and following the teachings of the holy book of his ancestors is the way to reach God. And I sat there looking at them thinking, well, which one of them is right? Well, both of them are right. Neither of them are right. And it's not actually about being right. It's about finding the path that works for you. It's about finding the truth that resonates in your heart. And that's another part of what the human journey is so much about, is about finding our own path, despite the noise of the outside world, despite all of this static, that's always going to tell us that this is the way you do something, or that is the way that you do something. This is the right way to do something. This is not the right way to do something. When it comes to religion and spirituality and God, the way that I see it is it's all one. There's only one creator. It's not like there's, you know, this God over here and that God over there. Like, no, there's one almighty creator. And to me, I believe that the creator in all of its magnificence, I won't even say male or female, because again, to me, how could God be male or female? God is God. Like the divine is the divine. The divine is not human. The divine is beyond all of those things. And yet I can find value in assigning that almighty creator, sometimes a masculine presence and sometimes a feminine presence. And ultimately, there are both. So I share this because I don't think that I would be able to live my life and get through my life and have managed to go through all of the things that I've gone through and survive all of these things without having some concept of the divine. And indeed, I believe that this is actually what is missing from the world is that so many of us have lost touch with the divine or we believe in a divine concept or a concept of what the divine is or what God is that is actually creating more separation because there's so many people who believe that their view of God or the divine is right or correct or holy or righteous and that other people's belief is incorrect. Now, I'm not here and I don't think anyone is here to judge anyone's connection to God. Because we all, that is, a, that is a relationship that each and every one of us has to nurture ourselves. Whether we call it God, whether we call it spirit, whether we call it Allah, whether we call it the divine, it doesn't matter. Whether we call it goddess, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's about you finding that connection. And I believe that once each and every one of us begins to make that connection, to nurture that connection, to make that aspect of divinity within us stronger, life will get better. Life gets easier. When you know that somebody has your back, when you know that your prayers are being heard and answered, and even if they're not answered right away or in the way that you want them to be, you know, when you pray and you're filled with this sense of, of divine peace, this is more valuable than anything, I believe. And and again, there's this misconstrued notion and emphasis on this planet put on physical and material wealth. And while there's absolutely nothing wrong 
with acquiring physical and material wealth. In fact, I believe that spiritual people can and should do their part to acquire wealth if they feel drawn to. Why? Because we need to get money and abundance and prosperity back in the hands of people who are actually going to do something positive with it, who are going to help people with it. And of course, there's many, many wealthy people already who, who do this. And, and that's wonderful. And going back to this sort of example of this current 2020 situation, you know, when you see that a very small group of people have profited in this extreme way, during this very distressing time for so many people, you know, people have lost loved ones because of COVID. People have had to lose their jobs. People have lost their homes. I mean, the loss is just devastating. And the fear that people are being pumped with through the media is just unbelievable. And it's irresponsible as far as I'm concerned. It's irresponsible because when there's an emergency, when there's a situation that calls for, you know, that's that's stressful, that's difficult, that that needs some some love and attention, you don't share the news of that by filling people with more fear. When you're called into a situation to be a helper, to 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 maybe share a message, if you know that the message is going to be a difficult one to share. The best thing that you can do in that moment is to infuse that message with love, to add a little message of hope, to 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 somehow bring some light into the situation, a little bit of upliftment, not to continue drilling people full of fear, 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 fear. And it's it's you know, there's a lot of complexities to what happens down here on the earth plane. And there's a lot of things that are actually really simple. And I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine about this the other night. What it comes down to is choosing love over fear, being able to elevate yourself above the fear to rise up out of that so that you can see the truth of what is because there's actually multiple dimensions of reality and there are multiple timelines that are playing out at any given time. Now, if we don't know this and if we don't know that there are options of other ideas, other concepts, other timelines, other ways of life and being to plug into, we're just gonna plug into the default setting, which right now on this planet is fear. The default setting is fear right now. And we've grown up with this fear. We've been indoctrinated with this fear. We've been programmed with this fear. And I mean, there's no mistake that television programming is called programming. Why is it called programming? Well, because we're being programmed. So I would encourage you to take a break from the news you don't need to stick your head in the sand and and not know what's going on. I think it's absolutely important to know what's going on, but be mindful when you take in information from the news. Watch it with a critical eye. Ask questions. Tune into your spirit. When you tune into your spirit, each and every one of us has intuitive faculties. Each and every one of us has an inner knowing. And yet part of the programming of the planet is that we become disconnected from that knowing because of the conditioning. And we're taught from a very young age how to think, how to talk, how to feel, 
all of these things. These are the things that we should do. These are the things that we shouldn't do. It's like a type of indoctrination. And so when one embarks on a spiritual journey or has a spiritual awakening, part of that is this realization of the complete illusory nature of this world that we live in. That so much of what we're taught and so much of what we're shown, it's not even real. It's an illusion. It's like a matrix. But what some of us don't realize, and what I would love to see more people awaken to this understanding of, is that there are other realities that we can plug into. There are other timelines that we can choose to step into. And when we choose or whether we choose it, I mean, sometimes it doesn't happen by choice. Sometimes it happens by accident. There's people waking up all over the planet every day. And when this awakening happens, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, why didn't I see this before? And so for me, watching this whole global situation play out in 2020 because of some of the things that I know and I've known for a long time now, you know, right away, my intuitive you know, my, my, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Kind of like my red flags went up because something doesn't feel right. Something does not feel right about this whole thing. It does not feel like this is an organic event. It feels like an orchestrated event. It feels like there are many layers of deception within all of this. And it doesn't feel simple. You know, I think, you know, one of my teachers, Amma, she says that COVID was a gift from God to, show us what could happen if we don't change our ways. So what do we need to change? Well, a lot. <laughs> and it seems very overwhelming. And that is part of the, the issue with why people are so overwhelmed in general. And this year in particular is because of the internet and because of technology, we are now made aware of everything that's going on all over the world. <laughs> and that is really too much for, for us to process. If you think about it, back before technology, we would only know what was going on in our immediate surroundings. So, you know, maybe our family, our friends, and our community. And that's it because that's as far as our reach would go. Maybe we would get the odd visit from, you know, the messenger from the other village who is coming to tell us about you know, some impending doom or something that's happening, you know, but that's it. That's all that we would know about. Now we hear about everything happening all over the world every day. And it's just too much. Not only that, the news exclusively focuses on things that are negative. It's negative, 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 bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Now, again, I don't think it's good to stick your head in the sand and not know what's going on because we have to know what's going on in order to make changes. We have to understand the, the, the levels of deception that are inherent within every system on this planet currently. And this is why all of these systems need a complete and total overhaul. And ultimately, this is why I think this year had to happen. You know, 2020 vision. Let's see things clearly. Let's really look at things clearly. And when we look at things clearly, it's not so rosy. It's not so peachy. And yet, despite all of the struggle, despite all of the pain, despite all of the hardships, the real truth is that our eternal self 
is always one with everything. Our eternal self is always blissful. That is the true nature of the self. That is the true nature of each and every one of us. It is the divine nature. So we come from that divine nature. We come here to experience the opposite of that, which is separation. Because most of us on this planet do not feel one with our divine nature. Most of us, including myself, go in and out of all of these states of you know, sometimes happiness, sometimes joy, sometimes suffering, sometimes pain, sadness, anger, all of these things. This is all a part of the human experience. And it's meant to be this way. It's, it's meant to be this way so that we can learn. And yet I believe that if each and every one of us would come back to this remembrance and knowing that we are divine, everyone and everything is divine. And at the heart of this human experience and the heart of this earth is divinity. It is divine. Then we can start to look through the eyes of love and see one another with more love, with more compassion. We can give each other a little bit more grace. Maybe we can stop some of our destructive habits and learn how to be better humans. We can learn to clean up our minds. We can learn to to clean up our bodies. That's a really important piece right now. Everyone really needs to take good care of their physical bodies right now. And not just because of COVID, because we are being bombarded with so many different kinds of toxicities that our ancestors never even had to deal with before, you know, like radiation, computers, Wi-Fi, 5G, you know, there's chemicals in the food, there's pesticides, there's GMO, there's so many different levels of toxicity that we're exposed to. So keeping the body clean and clear right now is very important. And I will be having more guests on this show in 2021, who will be speaking more about health and wellness and how to keep your mind and body strong. And also those of us who are on a spiritual path, keeping the body clear and clean is very important because the higher that we elevate spiritually, the more of our soul or our higher self that wants to come through. There's a distinction between the vibration of the higher self and the vibration of the human. So our, our higher selves, our, our souls are not limited by anything. They're free. It's like, you know, angels. Angels don't have a human body. They're free. They're, they're, they're energetic. And that's why, I mean, myself having worked with angels for so many years, oftentimes when I call on them, I feel sort of like air pressure changes or different shifts in the environment. And what that means is because everything is vibration, everything is energy. In order for us to merge our higher self or our soul with our physical body, there has to be an upgrade of the physical body. Otherwise, it's, a, it's discordant. It is not a match. So taking good care of your physical body right now is very important. Try not to eat processed foods drink lots of water, take it easy on the sugar and the sweets and fried food and listen to your body most of all. Listen to your body, listen to what it wants to tell you, trust what you're being guided to eat, what you're being guided to consume. You might be guided to give up some of your old habits or minimize them a lot anyway. So please stay attuned to that. Please stay present to that because what is needed right now is for those of us who, who feel the calling 
those of us who feel this sense of being here for a purpose, on purpose, we don't even have to do anything all the time necessarily. It's just requiring us to show up and be in our essence. So if you consider yourself somebody who is a, a healer or a light worker or whatever languaging you want to use around it, you don't even have to use that languaging. Even if you just want to be a good person here on this time, on this earth, use this opportunity to connect more deeply, both with yourself, with your loved ones, be present, be aware, watch for the signs, watch for opportunities to be of service, open your mind and be open to, to learning new things. Question everything. It's okay to question everything. You can always come back to acceptance and it's, it's very okay to always question things because this planet has so much deception. We are so hardwired to accept deception that we don't even always understand what it is when it's right there in front of us. It feels normal to us. And these are the cycles that we have to break. These are the patterns that we have to break. We have to get back to our original essence. We have to get back to that ability to be able to connect in with ourselves, with our soul, with our mission, and with our purpose so that we can live each moment in alignment with that. And every single person who does this, every single person who commits to this way of living, this life by divine, as my mentor Sudame calls it, is doing an extraordinary service to this planet. Just in very short, you know, Sue talks about life by default, life by design, and life by divine. So life by default is what most people on the planet are living in right now. It just means they're like, hey, whatever happens, happens. I'm just gonna, you know, maybe do what the status quo tells me to do and or just follow whatever happens in my life blindly without ever thinking about it or questioning it. That's life by default. The next life by design is when people get more into things like, you know, the law of attraction and reality creation and all these sorts of things. And this is a very important part of the spiritual journey because we always have some, uh, we always have some, I don't want to say control necessarily, but we do have a lot of input into how the events of our life play out, depending on how we choose to think, how we choose to feel, how we choose to approach situations. So learning about manifestation and, you know, attracting and magnetizing and all these things is very powerful. And yet, this is actually what happened to me, and this is like on cue, was like when I met Sue, beyond life by design comes life by divine. Life by divine comes when we commit to living fully in our divine self, with our divine self. And what that means is a surrendering is happening there. There is a bit of a loss of, I don't want to say control again, but there is a loss of this, our own personal will. It's like, not my will, but thine be done. You know, thy will be done. This is one of the most famous religious spiritual quotes that exist, you know, not mine, but thy will be done. And it is when we surrender 
our life, we surrender our purpose. We surrender our mission over the div- to the divine and not in a passive way, going back to this life by default. Okay, God, like you just tell me what's going to happen and I'm going to do it. No, it is that we continue to do, go through this process of clearing ourselves, of healing ourselves, of de-triggering ourselves, unwinding ourselves, because we usually have so many triggers and so much attachment to things. When we have so much attachment to things, we can't really live life by divine because we say, I want this, but only if I can have it this way. I will do this, but only if I can have it this way. And I want this, 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 and this, and I want this, this, and this. And again, we are creators. We are divine and divine creates. So we are here to understand ourselves as creators. And yet we are just a spark of something much, much larger. That infinite intelligence, that infinite knowing that can truly bring us infinite possibilities. And another wonderful quote from the Bible is, with God, all things are possible. In the human way of thinking, so many things are impossible. Yet when we merge with that divinity, all things are possible because the divine is infinite. So my prayer for you, my wish for you is that you connect more deeply, more thoroughly, that you merge with your soul, with your divine self in 2021 and beyond that you find moments every day to live in a pure space of joy, that you understand your own importance here, now, that you being you is so important, that nobody else can be you. Each and every one of us has a very unique essence, a very unique soul light that is needed here. Remember, you don't always have to do something. You can just be. So my prayer for all of us is that we move closer to our own divinity. We move closer to that which is true, as in true with a capital T. I'd just like to send a beautiful wave of divine energy back in time throughout all of 2020 Blessing 2020, blessing 2020 for the many lessons that it has taught all of us, releasing this very difficult year with love and moving beyond it. And as I'm speaking, I feel this energy of rising, rising up. I feel my my posture is getting more straight. It's like my heart is opening and it is time to rise. We are so powerful. We are so much powerful than many of us even know. And the systems and the conditionings of this world are set up to diminish our power, to diminish our ability to think for ourselves, to to shut down the most powerful connection that we have, which is our direct connection to source. But guess what the good news is? It's always there. It is always there. It has always been there. Even though it may have been hidden, it may have tried to be taken away, might have been muddled up a bit with so many stories and so much conditioning. 
But the good news is the more of us that awaken, the more of us that connect with our own divinity through whatever path we find it, trust whatever path finds you. If you're meant to be a Christian, be the best Christian that you can be. If you're a Muslim, be the best Muslim you can be. If you're a spiritual healer or a new age or a Wiccan or whatever it is that you consider yourself or just divine, you're just on your path. Be that, do that, connect to your soul. Your soul knows each and every one of us has a unique soul blueprint that is only for us. And that soul blueprint is needed. You are needed here. Your light is needed here. Your love is needed here. So with that, I just want to release 2020. Release it with love. Hand it over. Thank you, 2020, for all the lessons. Thank you for all of the blessings. Thank you for the hardships. I send out love and prayers and to, to everyone who has been struggling this year. And let's just welcome 2021 with love. And let's just take a moment now, wherever you are, bring next year into your mind, or, or this year rather, 2021. It's happening in a few hours where I am. Just take a moment. Whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't matter because time is quantum. Time is all relative. And let's just fill 2020 with light. Let's fill 2021 with light. Let's hold in our hearts that no matter what happens, whether it appears that the world is falling apart, whether it appears that things are getting worse, that we do not falter. We do not fall for appearances because one of the biggest lessons on this earth plane is that what appears to be so is not always so. How do I know that? Well, most of us can't see the divine. Most of us can't necessarily even hear the divine. Most of us can't reach out and touch the divine, yet we know, most of us know in some way, shape, or form that the divine is there, the divine exists. Well, the world is like this as well. So much of what we believe to be true, so much of what we believe to be factual and concrete is not. And so what does that mean? That means that there is infinite potential to create and express and live and be from a heart-centered place of love and peace once we make our practice connecting with our own soul and connecting with our own innate divinity. I love you. I honor you. I appreciate you. And I see you. And I'm looking forward to all everything that comes in next year and beyond. And I believe in us. I believe in our evolution. I believe in our healing. And I believe that we will have a happy ending out of all of this. This is Surya. I'm sending you much love and peace and blessings for 2021 and beyond. Much love. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. 
You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.